1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, February the 23rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On February 23rd, 1954, the first mass inoculation of schoolchildren against polio. They were using the Salk vaccine began in Pittsburgh. 5,000 kids were vaccinated. Today, in 1685, composer George Frederick Handel was born in present-day Germany. That Handel handles Messiah. He wrote a lot of music, but the one he's most remembered for, of course, is the Messiah. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. It's a great, great anthem of Christianity. Today in 1822, Boston was granted a charter to incorporate as a city. Today in 1836, the siege of the Alamo began in San Antonio, Texas. Today, in 1861, President-elect Abraham Lincoln arrived secretly in Washington to take office following word of a possible assassination plot in Baltimore. Today, in 1903, President Theodore Roosevelt signed an agreement with Cuba to lease the area around Guantanamo Bay to the United States. Today, in 1942, the first shelling of the U.S. mainland during World War II, it occurs as a Japanese submarine fired on an oil refinery near Santa Barbara, California, causing very little damage. Today, in 1945, during World War II, U.S. Marines on on Iwo Jima captured Mount Suribaki, where they raised two American flags. The second flag raising was captured in an iconic photograph. You've seen it. That photograph has been seen by millions of people millions of times. It symbolized everything that the free world was doing in World War II. They were protecting freedom globally, which was under attack. That picture of that flag, those those Marines... Planting that flag on the on the mountain there has been cast in bronze and it's all over the country and may it never be removed. It is a poignant reminder of how fragile freedom really is and what the price we pay and have paid to sustain it. Today in 2011, in a major policy reversal. The Obama administration said it would no longer defend the constitutionality of the Defense of Marriage Act, a federal law banning recognition of same-sex marriage. There's a study out this morning, I'm not going to talk about it, but I saw it out. I think it was either Pew, I think it was Pew Research, that they're now saying that seven, I think it's 7.6% of America identifies as LGBTQ See, the grooming is paying off because for years uh, the, the number of, of people who identified as homosexual uh, was about 2 to 3%. Now we're up to 7.6%, I believe was the number. It's because of all of the indoctrination that's going on in public school and elsewhere in the media, for sure. Disney is one of the, of course, the banner carriers for that. And we're beginning to see the results of that. And there are a lot of confused kids Uh, And I'll be talking more about that in the days to come. But there's such a toll being taken now on our children. And some now five and ten years out from buying into this, this demonic idea of LGBTQ, transgender, blah, blah, blah. They're now beginning to have enormous regrets. But their bodies have been mutilated. Their sex organs have been diminished. And now they want to return to a normal life, and they can't. And it's not one isolated case. It's across America. And I would assume it may be around the world. There's consequences to these crazy left-wing ideas that we put on ourselves with this kind of leadership. God help us. Barack Obama came into office saying, No, I believe, you know, man, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman and so on. Joe Biden took credit for changing his mind. That may be true. Maybe Joe Biden did change his mind in his heart. Joe Biden says he's devout in what he believes. It's just just difficult to figure out what he actually believes. He says he's a Catholic. Catholics say, "No, no, you're not. You're not a devout Catholic. You don't follow what the church teaches, and so on. That's how we get into the kinds of situations that we are in today. But there is... There is a promise, and that is that Almighty God is in control. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Well, former President Donald Trump uh, visited East Palestine yesterday. He delivered truckloads of bottled water following a train derailment there earlier this month. We've talked about it on this program. The Trump haters are suggesting, oh, it was a political stunt just to get attention. Okay, so maybe think what you want. Whatever the motive, though, the small town has gotten 14,000 bottles of clean water to drink. Maybe it was just a stunt. Maybe Donald Trump doesn't even care about those people. I don't believe that's true. I think he does care about people. I think he's I think he's a guy that, that, that is empathetic toward people. He likes people. When the construction workers that are building his skyscrapers and his high-rises and so on call him by his first name and like him and talk about him in favorable terms behind his back. When the hard hats and the blue collar guys like you, you're doing something right because they are closer to the truth often than the elites. They all seem to like him. In fact, his own son called him one time, Donald Trump called him a blue collar billionaire. That said a lot to me. The son would know, but whatever the motive, These people got 14,000 bottles of water, clean water, that they didn't have before. So count the times that you see this reported properly in the mainstream or legacy or whatever media. President Trump is meeting with the citizens of East Palestine. The conservative guys were writing yesterday. He will never forget them and what they are going through. Contrast that with Biden and the federal government who have failed them from the very beginning. Breitbart news put out a story yesterday and said this, uh, Stephen Chung, he's a spokesperson for Trump. He, he was talking to Breitbart news and Breitbart news reported that, you know, this is pretty out, outstanding. I mean, this is a major train wreck. And I talked about it. I called it the great train wreck we, a week ago or a couple of weeks ago on this program. I was even, I was thinking at the time that surely this administration would get somebody out there to check on these people. I mean, that's what government is supposed to do. It's supposed to be a safety net and it's supposed to protect the people. They get sidetracked with all of these other things, particularly the social issues about what sex is Johnny. Well, all hell breaks loose in this town, and these people are looking to their government to help them a little bit, and they don't even show up. It was John Rourke, not O'Rourke, but John Rourke. He's the CEO of Blue Line Moving. And uh, he's the guy that transported the pallets of water to East Palestine. He told Breibart News, he said the company moved 13 pallets of water, which comes to over 14,000 bottles for this small town. And you say, well, in, in New York, that wouldn't you know, do much. But no, but it does in this town. Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, they said, stay away. They started saying yesterday in that in the town of, of New Palestine, they started saying they don't want them to come now. When they needed them, they were doing other things. The real president is here, this one guy said, taking care of American citizens. He said, make sure those Ukrainian pensions are taken care of, Mr. Biden. Both President Joe Biden, U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg have, as of yesterday not visited East Palestine. I understand they're coming there today, or at least Buttigieg is. He looks like a deer in the headlights. Every picture I've seen of him recently, it looks like he's he's like in way over his head. The reason he looks that way is because he is. Three weeks ago, this town suffered a horrendous situation where toxic fumes and gases and flames and 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 liquids were spilled all over. It's a small town. 5,000 people or something like that. Buttigieg? Oh, no. I'm not going there, man. He didn't. Biden? He won't even mention it. When a reporter asked Pete yesterday, Pete Buttigieg, why he had been absent from this colossal train derailment, she called it, he snapped at the reporter And he said, I was on personal time. I'm not kidding you. That's what this guy said. He's supposed to be running the transportation, the movement of people in America. And she says, why haven't you been there? It's been three weeks. These people are suffering. And he snapped at her and said, I'm on personal time. And I don't have to talk to you. And then he said, and this is kind of creepy. But then Buttigieg said to the reporter, to this woman, he said, can I take a picture of you? Boy, we have a great vacuum of leadership in America. We the people put them there, I guess, if, they, if the voting and the counting was somewhat, you know, accurate. I don't know. Why has President Biden ignored them for so long? Buttigieg, he's on... Personal time. We know what his deal is. He and his husband have have uh, adopted a couple of children. He took maternity leave for weeks on end. <laughs> yeah, boy, I mean, I don't know. It's probably just me, and I, you know, but I, that's weird. Anyway, the Daily Caller said this about the the water drop by a private citizen former president, but private citizen, Donald Trump. Daily caller said East Palestine residents welcome former president Donald Trump to their own town on Wednesday while criticizing president Joe Biden for his, his recent visit to Ukraine as they await answers after a train derailment earlier this month. It caused toxic chemicals to be released into the air and the water and so on. Uh, I continue to quote them. Residents lined the street outside the original roadhouse, that's a local restaurant, to see Trump during his Eastern Ohio visit, during which he donated pallets of water, cleaning supplies to help the residents impacted by a controlled burn conducted more than two weeks ago to present, prevent an explosion from this, this train. The visit came, they say, as residents remain concerned about the long-term effects that could result from the derailment even after cleanup efforts which are currently underway. So the left is now telling the nation that Trump's stunt was merely political. I don't believe it was. As I said earlier, I think he likes people. I, I truly do think he does. Whatever his flaws are, I think he likes people. But even if he, even if it's purely political, I mean, he's just saying, boy, this is a, an opportunity to get a vote. This community in this area of Ohio already voted for him big time. I mean, huge. He carried the election in in Ohio and in that area. But I think he's proving himself, even if it's true, that he's just a political deal. It was an opportunity to get some attention. He's proven himself to be a better politician than a lifelong politician, Joe Biden. Trump hasn't been living off the government and the state and so on. He's been making his own way. He's had his own business. Joe Biden has been living off the taxpayer's role his whole life, he was a lifeguard. And then he became a politician, and that's what he's done. He brags about it. That's what he's done. I don't mean this to be critical. I mean, I mean it to be a cry for help. <laughs> Under God, we need to change some things in America. What's the matter with us? I mean, forget Republican-Democrat. That's becoming less important all the time anyway, as far as I'm concerned. But boy, I'll tell you, the good people of New Palestine got a ton of fresh water to drink. Whatever the motive was, we know that the left is politically motivated because they have moving, they have um, evolving principles and and virtues and so on. Nothing is fixed, and it bleeds through into their politics. Why do we elect them when we know they won't do the right thing? They never do the right thing. Marriage marriage has been honored since the beginning of time. There is no historical record that doesn't support marriage as far as pure history is concerned. Every major civilization has, has identified marriage as between a man and a woman. I mean, the idea of a two man, well, we're married. That isn't even what marriage is about. And then we have a president coming in, Obama, saying, oh, yeah, I believe it is. Every major religion has identified marriage as between a man and a woman for obvious reasons. And then Obama comes in, and as I read a few moments ago on things that happened today, he goes, no, I don't think it is. I, we're going to change marriage. They assume The left assumes the role of God, and they do it consistently. What God has said is of no value to them, and every successful civilization in history has recognized some higher authority, and most often the successful ones have recognized the God of the Bible. Maybe it's a, maybe it's kind of a weak illustration, but this is what we're seeing in this little town that's terribly in need of some help. And then a guy who isn't really a politician shows up. Yes, he's running for president, but he shows up and delivers 14,000 bottles of water to some people who desperately need some water that they could feel comfortable about drinking. If I can figure that out, somebody with much more authority than we have should be able to figure it out. But no, they charge on toward the cliff that takes them to ultimate destruction. It's sad. It's sad. I want to take a moment to thank you for your support of this ministry I wouldn't be here on the air without you. I think you know that. I want you to know that I know that. We are completely funded by those who watch the pro or listen to the program. We um, you are an integral part of it if you contribute to it. Whatever you give each month helps us meet our budget that month. And I am profoundly appreciative of your support, your prayers, your comments. Many of you send notes and just comments with with your check or when you contribute online. I see it all. I read everything. And um, I I can't respond to everything, obviously, but I see it all. And um, I want to thank you for that. It's uh, very meaningful to me. These are perilous times. These are times that are changing so fast that even the big boys can't keep up with it. We do our best to stay on top of the news every day And we do our best to talk about the news from a biblical perspective. And that's what's missing in so much of the news that's out there. They're telling you something that is partially true, but they're telling it with the intent of changing your mind. And I want to say that we're doing the same thing, except I want to change minds toward accepting the biblical view, which is the only view There is only truth found in the Bible. Jesus Christ himself, the word made flesh, said, I am the truth. Pilate looked at him in that infamous moment of the crucifixion when it was underway. He looked at Jesus right in the face and he said, what is truth? And he was looking right at it. Jesus Christ is the truth. And that's where we find our world today, not unlike Pilate during the crucifixion. They're looking right at truth, and they're saying, what is truth? And they're saying, we don't care about your truth. We want to build a nation around our truth. So thank you for supporting us and allowing us to give that message each day on a growing, growing number of stations and a growing, significantly growing audience. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I got to talk to you about this today. It's, um, it was released this morning. Penn State University released this. Um, it's a study uh, from their uh, science department. And they said, that, uh, let me just share a bit of it with you. I want to talk to you a little bit about this. Scientists believe one of the galaxies has as many stars as the present-day Milky Way, but it's 30 times more compact. The first data set from NASA's JWST reveals objects such as, as Mature from around 13 billion years ago. Stay with me. Don't, tur- don't turn me off. This is their words, not mine. I'll get to my words in a moment. This was 500 to 700 million years after the Big Bang, this report says, from Penn State University. Science. We're following science right now. When the university was only 3% of its current age. The telescope carries infrared sensing instruments capable of detecting light emitted by the most ancient stars and galaxies. Essentially, it allows scientists to see back in time roughly 13.5 billion years near the beginning of the universe as we know it. This is our first glimpse back this far, so it's important that we keep an open mind about what we're seeing, this one scientist says. While the data indicates that that they they are likely galaxies, what they're looking at, I think there is a real possibility that a few of these objects turn out to be obscured supermassive black holes. Regardless, the amount of mass we discovered means that the known mass in stars at this period of our universe is up to a hundred times greater than we had previously thought. If we could cut the sample in half, this is still an astounding change. The revelation that massive galaxy formation began extremely early in the history of the universe upends what many of us had thought was settled science. The Penn State astronomer said, We've been informally calling these objects universe breakers, and they have been living up to their name so far. The study was published, as I said, in Journal, magazine, uh, or Journal Nature magazine, and uh, it was released publicly today. But the implications, they say, for current computer simulations used in cosmetology is, must be changed now. So science has to reorganize itself around this whole idea of how the universe came into being. Of the scenarios, either scenario needs a fundamental shift in our understanding of how the universe came to be. I'm so glad they're asking that question. They said, we looked into the very early universe for the first time and had no idea what we were going to find. I'm quoting these scientists today. It turns out we found something so unexpected it actually creates problems for science. It calls the whole picture of early galaxy formation into question. I want to tell you what my science background is. I grew up in central Washington, not around the lights of a big city. I've spent my life in big cities, but my growing up years were not in big cities. They were on on the orchard, out in the farm. And I looked up in the sky, and man, I saw all those stars. And because of my teaching in Sunday school, in my home, my parents, they taught me that God created all of that. And I believe them. And I still do. Because I believe the Bible. And as a kid, I would lay on my back in the summertime out on the lawn and look up at those stars, and I'd think, man, oh man, how did God put all those up there? But I knew he did. I have an answer for these scientists. They're not asking me, but I'll at least put it out to those of you who are listening. Here's here's the issue that's around all of this study. Let me tell you, what. if they continue to pursue truth, as they say science does, here's where they're going to end up. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and he said, that's good. God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and he divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. Let the dry land appear, and it was so. The oceans were born lakes, and all of this stuff. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb, and the yielding seed, and so on. And it was so. The evening and the morning were the third day, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be the signs for the seasons, and for days and years, and let them Be for lights in the firmament of the heaven, to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the great light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that have life and fowl and so on. And God created great whales and every creature that moves. And God blessed them. He saw that it was good. He said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply on the earth. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creature after its kind and Animals were created. And God made the beast of the earth after its kind. Everything that creeps on the earth, God saw that that was good. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them. He told them, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth. And God saw that everything that he had made was good. In in fact, he said, Behold, it was very good. The problem that we have today, that's a part of Genesis chapter 1, as many of you know, you recognized it. It's not my ideas, it's God's ideas. They are the only, they are the only ideas that are eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away. God's word will never pass away. Hey, thank you so much for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you right here tomorrow.